The long form content is where you can really get in and really develop a relationship with your client, A, and B, it lets your potential client know that you know what you're talking about. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam life, and have some fun along the way. Cheers to Happy Clients. Well, welcome to the show, Mark. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast. Taylor, pleasure. Amazing. Well, let's get right into it because I know our audience is really excited to learn from you a little bit more about podcasting. Um, So why don't you give us a quick intro of when you started your first podcast and how you got into this crazy world? Oh, gee. Well, so I've been an employee my whole life, basically, right? All sorts of different jobs. And fresh out of college, I joined my father's insurance agency. Uh, We talked about this a little bit on my show. It wasn't necessarily a fit. I was trying to fit a circle through a square peg. Very analytical, lots of numbers. Boring. (laughs) And uh, so I decided at a certain point that I need to make a change. I need to make a shift. I need to do my own thing. I need to grow my own business. Life had left clues for me and I needed to follow those clues and, and follow my own destiny, right? And so I tried a dozen, two dozen different business ideas. And what the aha moment for me was, Taylor, was that in order to investigate, do my research on all these different businesses, different models, I was listening to podcasts. I'd go jogging, listen to a podcast. I'd be driving, listen to a podcast. And I was just absorbing all this great information. I said, why don't I just start my own? This is like a really, really powerful tool of developing no like, and trust and delivering information at scale. It's hundred percent scalable. You know, people can listen to these episodes years. People still listen to episodes from years ago. And so at the time, didn't know anything about podcasting and been broadcasting at all. And so I just started, just rolled up my sleeve, just started right away. And the first podcast, I had married two ideas together. I I have a passion for fatherhood and parenting, and I married that together with a podcast, and boom, the awesome dad show was born. And so that was about, yeah, it was about five years ago. I've been all in ever since. It's been a lot of fun. Amazing. And so for somebody like specifically marketing agencies who are listening to this podcast, why are podcasts important? Like why now should somebody jump in and start their own podcast? Cause I know there's a million out there, but like, why are podcasts so important? Well, you need to, in this day and age, have a place where your long form content can live, where people can listen to you speaking, listen to you, have conversations, get to know you and what you like, hear your slang, your mannerisms, the vibe that you want to put out there attracts the tribe that you need. But you also need a place where the short form content lives too, right? I mean, Instagram reels, TikToks, they're the king and queens right now. You got to be putting that out there. The problem is you're not developing any trust. You're not really developing, a, a, I think, a meaningful relationship from a 10 second clip of you, you know, doing a dance or something or pointing to some text. So the long form content is where you can really get in and really develop a relationship with your client, A, and B, it lets your potential client know that you know what you're talking about. I mean, like how many thousands of 15 year olds are out there giving stock advice by pointing to little widgets and using different filters. But if you can actually get in to an episode and say, this is how to develop a digital marketing plan, ABCs, people will listen and be like, holy crap, this person knows what they're talking about. So it allows you to, to go, instead of so much uh, horizontal, you can go actually vertical uh, with your potential clients. 
That's so true. And what you and I were talking about on your podcast was credibility when it comes to podcasts. Like you said, if you can talk about something for a hundred episodes plus, you know what you're talking about. You have some passion there. There's some credibility and going deep. I like how you said that just like really connecting with your audience in a long form content way is totally. And the way that you describe that is how I've been trying to articulate it to so many agency owners for so long. <laughs> cool. Well, what are some of the big mistakes that you see people making while they're starting to launch their podcast or when they're taking this idea and hitting record? Like what are some of those big mistakes that you would encourage people to avoid? So there's a lot of speed bumps. I've spent hundreds of hours editing episodes and just in these dark, dank rooms. Uh, we talked about this as well. After you've produced hundreds, if not thousands of episodes, you learn that I think outsourcing is is just so important, right? Like you don't need a second job. You don't need to learn how to be a professional podcast producer and learn about sound and audio and editing and graph. You don't need to learn all that. And I think that's a big mistake. People say, hey, you know, I'd rather save six, seven, 800 bucks a month and just do it on my own. But that leads to some really sad and lonely nights where you're like looking up at the ceiling in bed and you can't sleep because you can't remember if you put out your Monday episode yet. That's not any way to live. So that, that's the first thing. And I say that selfishly, I run a podcast production agency, so that meshes. But you know, again, the fact that I have a team that produces everything, it just makes things much, much easier. The second, I think, mistake, Taylor, that people have is they start out the podcast without knowing why, or we don't ask simple questions to yourself, like, why do I want this podcast? What's the point? Who's my ideal listener? And as marketers, we kind of understand this inherently, right? Who are you speaking to? But that's really important too. Some people just get started and there's nothing wrong with starting sloppy. But if you start out with certain questions in mind, it's everything. You know, anytime I'm starting off with a new client, the first conversation we have is we fill out a brand guide, a brand identity guide to kind of get an understanding. I'll give you a perfect example, Taylor, of why this is important. I recently brought on a client who sells a, a pretty expensive tool to detective agencies and police departments, right? It's a DNA extraction tool. It can pull DNA off like 100 year old piece of clothing or whatever. It's really powerful. And so when we first got on the call, I said, what is the purpose of this? He said, well, the purpose of this um, show is to sell more MVACs. I want to sell more of this uh, MVAC product. And as we kind of went deeper and started exploring a little bit, he kind of recognized that, well, you know, I want to sell more MVACs, but that's not the actual, that's not what the show is about. The show is about these unsolved crimes and how good detective work can solve that. I want to inspire the next generation of people to solve these crimes. But the way I'm going to do that is by bringing on my ideal client onto the show as a guest. So he'll bring on the decision maker at a large police agency, develop rapport, develop a relationship. And, you know, if they end up purchasing his product now or in the future, great. It's a really powerful tool for developing a relationship with your ideal client. And I think that most people don't kind of put that together because, you know, I've been in the sales industry a long time. Most of the time when you call someone, you're like, Hey, can I talk to you about this widget? I like to sell you it's click. But if you reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I'd like to invite you as the guest onto my podcast. They're like, tell me more. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a different dynamic in opening up that relationship. I like that using it as like a around the back door sales technique and getting your people. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. And who would you say is 
somebody who's not fit for podcasting, because obviously I would have never thought about, you know, somebody selling this really expensive DNA tool that would start a podcast, but like, who have you seen that maybe is not a good fit for podcasting? Well, again, you need to have a place where your long form content lives. Right. And so, you know, if you're not comfortable getting behind the mic, then you could consider blogging and writing, but you know, honestly though, Taylor, I think in today's day and age, everyone needs to get comfortable behind the mic. It's just the, where we live, you know, after COVID, I mean, how many zoom meetings are we on now that we weren't on before? You know, I have friends that used to run an office space and the office space is just dead. They sold their office space. Everyone works from home. If you don't know how to communicate effectively via a webcam and a mic, I feel like you're exposed and you're going to have a hard time, I think, adapting to what happens next. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be a podcast. It could be like a YouTube channel. Um, it could be live LinkedIn videos, right? But you have to have a show. You need to have a place where people can develop a relationship and listen to your long-form conversations. It's an acquired skill. Most people don't just wake up and they're just excellent behind the mic and they're not stuttering over their words or using filler words like um and but. But over time, it gets better and it gets easier and you develop stories that impact people. So I think that everyone, regardless of how comfortable you are, however introverted or extroverted, you have to have some sort of show, some sort of online presence, a show meaning something that's longer than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I like that. And when it comes to actually starting a podcast, so let's say somebody listening is like, you know what? I'm motivated now after listening to Mark, I'm going to start my podcast. How much time does it take to edit a podcast? Like how much time does your team spend editing? Well, it it depends how deep you want to go. There are some great tools out there. One of the tools that I recommend is a tool called Descript, which is super simple. It allows you to just upload the audio file and or video. You can do video also. And then you just type in a particular word, like let's say the word, um, and you can easily go through and remove any instance of the word, um. So instead of listening through everything, you can actually just read through it and easily remove words. Having a team obviously helps transcriptions help there. I mean, again, when you're first starting out, if you're editing it on your own, it's probably going to take you forever, a very, (laughs) very long time. It's true. I did it. But as you edit more videos, as you edit more audio, it gets faster. I mean, ain't no one got time for that. You're trying to run a business. You know, let's say a, a 30 minute episode, let's say it takes me an hour to edit. Let's just say I'd rather pay someone for that hour and focus on client acquisition or my next guest or taking my previous guest that I've connected with and try to develop that relationship further so that it can actually convert into to something meaningful. You know, mm-hmm. time is the most valuable asset we have. So you may on, on one hand want to kind of learn the background, but I, I learned that after all that time in a dark, dank room, I was ready to outsource and, it, it, and improve my life. And you don't have to hire an agency. You could just hire a freelancer. It doesn't need to be that complicated but you definitely need to have the right systems and processes in, in place so that it's easier to outsource, that you're able to easily and quickly communicate to the team or the person what you actually want to have executed. Because as you know, running a team, it can be tough. That's why you created all these videos in these training modules, because now it's scalable. Now you don't have to have these individual conversations every week, all the time with different people to try to explain what happens next. So the scalability and the right system, save a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So for anybody listening that is like, you know what? 
I don't have the time, but I know I need to start a podcast and they want to hire an agency like you. Can you kind of fill us in on what you do for somebody starting, like literally doesn't have a podcast name, anything like that? Sure. Well, at marksavantmedia.com, I have all the, the offerings that I have at you know, Mark Savant Media, pretty easy to remember. That's another thing. Keep it clear. Be clear. Don't be clever. Be too clever gets too confusing. So uh, marksavantmedia.com is where you can go to get a full list of, of what I do. But uh, I have a podcast launch kit, which basically takes you from your kind of idea, your conception to the masses within six weeks. Sometimes it's a little bit faster, sometimes a little bit slower, but most clients we can get up and running in six weeks. And then I can either help build you the infrastructure so you can manage it on your own in a little time as possible. Or you might say, you know what, Mark, you've got a good beat of the industry. You're listening. You're creating all the time. I have an agency that also produces, uh, you know, that produces monthly for clients. But, uh, you know, you got to think about show art, intros, outros, mid-roll, the system of actually getting it in place, the brand guide, color scheme, like there's a lot that that certainly goes into figuring out um, how everything works, RSS feeds and metadata and how to categorize your pot. There's just a lot. There's, there's a lot. Sometimes yeah. I'm almost overwhelmed, but I enjoy <laughs> There is it, a so. lot of steps. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So if you are listening and you're going to start a podcast, reach out to Mark, save yourself a lot of time <laughs> from someone who's done it. Definitely recommend. Um, I remember, and just a, just a quick side note, when I launched uh, my current show, the after hours entrepreneur, I had about 30 interviews done before I even went live. And that's because I just couldn't come up with a good name. I sat in my room and I paced for months, Taylor, for months, you know, jogging, um, just pacing through my, what is the right name? Checking for synonyms. Oh, that name's already taken. No, that I can't get the domain for that. I spent so much freaking time, you know, having someone that kind of can figure that out for you. It, it saves a lot. It just, it's an amazing thing. My first podcast, actually, I'd come up with the name active dad, active and dad. And we put them together. Super clever name. Love the name. The problem was if you went onto YouTube and you typed in active dad, you know what it's going to come up back and tell you? say do you mean actividad it's a uh, spanish word so you can't even search for actidad it's going to automatically think that you've misspelled a spanish word so you know that's just a perfect example of if your show is not findable it's getting off on the wrong foot so anyway i thought that was funny when we quickly changed the name from actidad to the awesome dad show because every people type in awesome dad yeah don't type in active actidad clear not clever i like that <laughs> right Amazing. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Clients podcast. For all of you listening, we will link everything below. Um, but thank you so much. I learned a lot from you and of course, enjoyed being on your podcast as well. Um, but thanks again for coming on. Taylor, truly an honor and I will see you in social. Cheers to Happy Clients.